Matters. Welcome to Dork Matters, a podcast for and by dorks about everything that matters to dorks. Uh, I am your dad dork host, Ben Rankle, and with me, as always, is your insufferable know-it-all dork, Lexi Hunt. I'm sticking with that. You are sticking with that. I'm sticking We've with worked- it, yeah. I'm just going to own it. I feel like we workshopped it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I, uh, for the record think that you are very sufferable and I'm happy to suffer you every <laughs> time we you. record an episode. Very kind. Um, Thank you. But you do you, you get to put those labels on yourself. Maybe each time it's going to be different. Oh, I, that's all I've got. My credential is dad. That's pretty much it. I, you could be like Papa dork next time. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. No, I take Papa. that back. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Something also, uh, my kid calls, uh, my parents, Nana and Papa. So, my nephew calls my parents Nana and Papa. They got to choose. That's the thing. Like nowadays, grandparents get to choose. So they chose yeah. Nana and Papa. And then Fiona's family is is Grandma and Grandpa. Just the old tried and true. That's very nice. It's a nice divide. Keeps things separate so there's no confusion. Yeah. We don't want them to be confused about which grandparents are grandparents. What are we talking about tonight? We are talking about the greatest topic of all. Uh, Hot or Not Final Fantasy Edition. Yeah, we are going to take those sexiest of sexy Final Fantasy characters, and we're not just going to say hot or not. We're going to put them into a tournament, a battle royale. Only one can be the sexiest Final Fantasy character uh, of all time or of our of our, our list. We made lists, and uh, we checked them we twice. checked them multiple times, actually. Who is naughty and nice? Uh, <laughs> that's a dad joke. They're just going to get worse as I get older. And have another kid. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> At least I'll have a reason to not be funny as opposed to before. Well, I'm looking forward to... Well, I'm not looking forward to it because I know it's going to be hell for you guys, but... Um, <laughs> like. 15 minutes of sleep, Ben, trying to record podcasts and being cognizant. Like, that's going to give us great material. They might be some of our worst episodes. But we're going to go through it because we're going for quantity, not quality. I look forward to them. (laughs) With that in mind, uh, there is at least a caveat here with our tournament. Um, You know, since we're sexualizing cartoon characters, video game characters, uh, for the sake of our tournament, they are all adults consenting etc etc um and you know we're objectifying them willingly yeah they all they all said they want to participate in this tournament and they're all of age so i think that's a pretty good disclaimer a warning yeah there no no, nobody could have a problem with what i just said i think i covered our bases good that that's like a legal contract we're fine now yeah so one thing i wanted to talk about before we get into it and we do have to get into it we have 20 characters fighting and we have a pre-round too to see who goes on to take on the real tournament and uh that's wild that's gonna that's gonna take some work so but first i wanted to say we made our list independently Mm -hmm. and then we got together to talk about it and we had basically half a list each that was over overlapping characters so Mm -hmm. i want to get into it if you will talk about your characters just go down the list and i will let you know which ones were also on my list okay so in uh, no particular order for me, we start with Yuffie. Yuffie? Yuffie. Either works for me. From FF7. FF7. Uh, Vincent Valentine also from Final Fantasy Seven. I had Vincent Valentine as well. Uh... The brooding vampire man is just oozing with sex appeal. Well, I thought, who doesn't love a good vampire, right? Yeah. Um, and then we have Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Lulu from Final Fantasy X. Be still, my heart, also on my list. <laughs> oh, ding, ding. Can't help it. Can't, can't, can't keep myself away from a girl dressed in belts. Well, I just love her because she kind of looks like a witch. And I'm just like, you know, that's my goal in life is to make the neighborhood kids think that I'm a witch. She walks around dressed in a dress made of belts and carrying a stuffed animal. It's, it's a weird vibe, but it, it works. And she lives on a tropical island. <laughs> she's the one emo with waka yeah with waka with, her, with her her wild happy chirpy boyfriend <laughs> who dresses in primary colors and plays sports ball 
Blitz Ball. I know it's Blitz Ball. So there's Lulu. And then also from Final Fantasy X, we have Kamari Ronso. Also on my list. The guy's got a big horn. Oh, no, wait. His is chopped off, isn't it? Yeah, his is chopped off. Oh, the dishonor. That's why you can send away. Come on, Ben. Give my apologies. Uh, okay. And then um, one of my most favorites. So from Final Fantasy twelve is Fran, the half bunny lady. Yeah. Also, like, very, very high on my list, uh, Fran. So we've got overlap there as well. Yeah. Um, Balthier. 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 Yes. Also on my list. Final Fantasy twelve. You can't have your Fran without your Balthier. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like he and Fran, they go together. Peaches and cream. Yeah. No, they definitely go together. And you can tell they're not opposed to having somebody else go along with them. I mean, that's how they roll. That's how they roll. Literally, they grab somebody in the first scene and bring them along with them. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, Vincent Valentine again on my list. So I'm just going to... Well, let's take that one off. Yeah. yeah only once, Vincent. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we have Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Which, come on. Excellent. Excellent choice. Also on my list. I I, I think Tifa's probably on everybody's list out there. Like, everyone's like, yeah, Tifa's. Tifa, of course. Yeah. And then... Man, woman, non-binary, everyone's got Tifa. Because Tifa is objectively... Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but is she objectively hot or not? I don't know. Okay, and then we have Renoa. Rinwa. Renoa. I would say Renoa heartily from FF8. Yeah, Rinoa, like quinoa. <laughs> Rinoa. Same name, right? She looks like she eats quinoa. Quinoa. And then my favorite autocorrect, I have Edith from Final Fantasy VIII in my phone, which Ben was kind enough to point out to me is actually... Adia Kramer, the antagonist slash tragic victim of the FF8 operatic story. Another hot witch. A very good choice. Uh, I'm actually kicking myself for not having that one on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Oren from Final Fantasy X. A respectable choice. Um, Beatrix from Final Fantasy IX. General Beatrix from FF9 is also on my list. Ah, I, I love her. I think half of our list is an overlap, and I just thought that was astounding. Uh, us elder millennials with our FF games from the late 90s, early 2000s. It's so good. And we are just clearly have our sort of uh likes and dislikes molded by uh final fantasy games i think it was one of the first things we bonded over in college was chatting about final fantasy oh yeah definitely you're probably one of the first people i met that actually liked final fantasy that wasn't in my family well I, and i think like when pa you're passing around sketchbooks and art college like looking at each other's work and then you're like oh you also like final fantasy <laughs> and you're like ah, a kindred spirit sure do <laughs> I guess everyone in art school probably liked Final Fantasy. Yes. And wanted to be a witch. Um, and then finally on the list, and this, and I didn't specify on my list, so I'm, I'm glad that you did ask. Um, I had Shiva. And you were just all-encompassing Shiva, which I understand the urge to do. Yes. But I asked you to specify. If I had to, yes. I, and this one was a tough one. So I said either Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy VII Remake Shiva. Yeah, but I think Remake Shiva might be a little too sexy and a little outside of the purview of this particular tournament. So I think okay. going with 10 for the tournament's sake is a great choice. And Shiva is also one I had on my list as well, um, but I had chosen FF8. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that uh, that polygonal figure really got me going in as, uh, as a teenager. Um, I'll give you the quick rundown with mine and we'll move on to getting these characters fighting it out. The mm -hmm. ones that I did not have overlapping with you, I have uh, Celeste Cher from FF6. Mm -hmm. She's one of the generals of the Empire and uh, and eventually joins your party. Uh, I have Setzer Gabbiani, um, he of the gambling persuasion and the airship having, and, uh, you know, sort of albino with all the scars. There's yes, yeah. Some sexy sexiness going on there. And then we just have a list of people that are the same as you. And then we get to Quistus Trepe, Trepe, Trepe I'm going to say, since it's sort of an Italian thing going on. Trepe, yeah, Quistus Trepe. Yeah, right. Perfect. Do, do, the, do the Italian fingers when I did, I did you say that. I did the hand thing, so that helped me. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, FF8. Um, yeah. I also had Fujin, um, who is one of Cypher Almasi's sort of hench people. Yes. Um, 
does not warrant a last name apparently, but uh, you know, I have a bit of a trend with my FF seven women and it is tends to be a bit severe and maybe could kick my butt. (laughs) Uh, We have Shiva, which I'm just clarifying mine's FF eight because we did overlap there. And then I had Cypher Almasi, sort of a tragic character again from FF eight. He's sort of misled, thinks he's the hero and it turns out he is sort of being used and uh, you know, he ends up having a nice ending at the uh, finale of the game. Yeah, um, I guess. And, uh, you know, I just sort of feel for him. And I think he's much more attractive than Squall. Like, Squall is just such a nothing. Ugh, I don't really, like, let's not even talk about Squall, come on. It might have been one of the first FF games where I'm like, I, I want the antagonist to win here. I Squall is so, ugh. Squall was, if I can use a reference from an earlier episode, the celery. It, it got us to where we <laughs> needed to be with all the other characters. Did not care for him. Full circle. If you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it, folks. Uh, which episode was that again? I think that was uh, Star Dork Valley, episode number one. Is that where we get into Celery? It might be. Okay. I don't know. We're going to have to listen to folks, just listen to all of the episodes. Yeah. Um, what else do I have that does not over... I think uh, the last one I have is um, Fang from uh, FF13. And, uh, yeah. Oh, Fang, yes. And that's about as new as we get on this list. Orba Yun Fang. Mm-hmm. Or Yun Fang. Probably Yun. Um, we're going to mispronounce most of these names, folks. And if that really bothers you, just make sure you leave a comment and let us know how it should have been pronounced. We'll appreciate the feedback. Yes. That's our list. Those are who really kind of... Uh, sparked the barbecue for us when we were younger who cut the mustard isn't cut the mustard farting i think that's cutting cheese oh my bad wicked our candle flies your kite yeah uh burps our tupperware boils our water boils our water that's better i'm just trying to come up with dumb ones um what we got salts our cucumber is that too suggestive no that's fine all right let's get into it so we have a pre-round of fighting here because of our inability to keep our list to a normal number um so let's do round one ding ding it is fujin from ff8 versus vincent valentine from ff7 this is tough i think vincent wins just off the off the draw vincent's iconic he's broody Everyone loved Vincent, and Fujin's sort of a side—not sort of a side character—is literally a side character. I think, and Fujin has like four lines the entire game, so you're not really. Yeah, I mean, they're both brooding characters and all, but at least like Vincent's got a little more chutzpah. You he know? definitely gets more of a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Built-in character story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fujin's just sort of there. Yeah, and I think uh, if I'm being honest, we have to we have to let Fujin go right off the bat. Yeah. Bye, Fujin. And, Thanks uh, for your service. Yeah. So we're going to send Fujin away here. They're going to drop. Plus, it's a bit like Vincent's a vampire. And I just feel like Fujin couldn't fight a vampire. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. No, you, you got it. So our next bracket was our Shivas. I don't know, Bet. I think my Shiva's sexier than yours. I'm going to have to do something here, which is Google Shiva FF8. You're going to have to do this too. Shiva FF10. Yeah. And uh, we have to ignore polygon count because that's not fair. Okay, so here's why I think Final Fantasy X Shiva is better than Final Fantasy VIII. Poly- and I'm looking at art, yeah. not necessarily like the a screen uh, shot from mm-hmm, the game. Mm-hmm. Um. I find the Final Fantasy VIII Shiva to be very fishlike, yeah. very like scaly. I see where you're coming from. Right? And like that kind of creeps me out a little bit. Yeah. Whereas Final Fantasy X Shiva has this like very um like vampire not vampire, take that back, more like shield maiden kind of feel to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And I just feel like she is an Uber babe with some sweet hair and like some pretty crazy toenails. I didn't think I'd let go this easy, but looking sort of at the art and stuff and trying to ignore polygon count, etc. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, you know, Shiva FF8 will always hold a special spot in my heart, but oh, I'm yeah. uh, I'm willing to let Shiva 8 go. Thanks, Shiva 8. Thanks, Shiva 8. You, you're, you're done. You're fired. This is the nicest bracket. Thanks for your service. Next. <laughs> Thanks for getting me through those weird teen years. Um, okay. I uh, did something stupid, so I might have screwed up some of the brackets, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, I'm going to... I think our last sort of pre-battle was Kamari Ronso versus... Uh, of FF10 versus Renoa Hartley Hartley Oof. from FF8. And that sounds right to me, so I think we can just roll yeah. with it. Um, this is a tough one, actually, because I, I both... I, I, I both like them and both could see them leaving quite easily from our little bracket here. Hmm. Yeah. I think we keep Kamari. If you're willing to listen, he is probably the only non-human that's still on the list here. Uh, Fran, I'll have you know. Oh, sorry. Fran, 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 Fran. Yes. No, how could I forget my friend? But he's the only male presenting non-human. And Renoa, I was going to go against whoever she faced anyhow. I find her boring. Uh, I think she's just sort of a a less interesting carbon copy of Tifa, everyone's favorite. Uh, The character model is almost exactly the same, but the personality is way, way worse. She did have a pretty sweet dog, though. The dog is not on the list, though, <laughs> which I think is a good choice overall. <laughs> um, we like the dog in a different way. Yeah, just not going to make it onto our sexy battle list. All right, are you are you willing to let Renoa go, or do you want to really fight for her? Yeah, I I find her a petulant teenager. Like a lot of parts of her character, I was like, "You are perfect for Squall. You absolute baby." So, nope, I'm good with that, Kamari. Isn't she also sort of like a privileged character who's trying to like yes. slum it, if you'll pardon the expression, yes. and like sort of doesn't realize how good she has it and is like really kind of talking down and condescending to characters that are through tougher situations, if I'm remembering the story correctly. Yeah, 100%. She comes from massive wealth and joins um, little terrorists. Uh, yeah, and that's how they meet. And is going against her father. Yeah. No, Renoa. So I'm not saying you can't stand up to your parents or do things that are different. I'm just saying that, like, have some self awareness when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Renoa, you're gone. Goodbye. Yeah. And for some reason, this thing is still telling me that we have. Oh, we had. Orin. It was Orin. And... and somebody else that we're supposed to battle, and I don't remember who it is. I think we had Orin against Kamari, and I think that was what was supposed to happen. But then I don't remember who Renoa was against. Yeah, I don't know. Well, somebody's got to go here. I mean, we could still do the Kamari versus versus Oron thing if we want okay. to. Kamari, you made it through one round, but you're on the block again because of uh, us forgetting how to do brackets properly. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Kamari Ronso FF10 versus Oren FF10. Oren's hair is weird. Oren's older, and so he can't really be blamed for his hairstyle, man. Okay. I liked how he would put his like his arm in his jacket while he was fighting because he was pretty ripped for an older gent. That's pretty cool to put your arm in the jacket like that to get ready to fight. Yeah, because it just seemed like so. Like, oh, look who is this classy! I remember his voice actor being pretty sexy too, versus Kamari who didn't say a whole lot. No, and it was very much like Kevin from The Office talking in monosyllable. Like I just I didn't care for Kamari's Kamari hungry like. Eh. Yeah, we get that flashback too with Oren's uh, and uh, uh, Titus's dad. Yeah, Jeff. And uh, yeah, he's 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 doing his best there. I don't care for the glasses. I don't care for the hair. The voice is good. The backstory is interesting enough. He he sticks around. He comes back a second time to try to like deal with stuff. He was a good guy. Responsible dude. Yeah, he was looking out for his friend's kid. He was trying to help people. Okay, I think we can. Yeah, let's cut Kamari based on um, the fact that uh, he doesn't really have a personality. You know, hot bod, but uh, he, he did have an, like more of an interesting storyline as he got into it, but not enough. 
Yeah, I remember finding out he's sort of the runt and ostracized from his family and also chose to be a protector of Unifreya or whatever. For But yeah, just, it, whatever. it's not, it doesn't compare. So we're going with Oren because, you know. We have to make yeah. tough choices. We don't like it any more than you guys do, but we gotta, you know, make the tough calls. Yeah. We gotta say goodbye. All right, we're down to it then. And uh, did our brackets get messed up? Maybe. But it doesn't matter. We're going to find out who wins and who doesn't and who moves on to the next bracket. So our matchups, should we recap who we have now that we did our little preamble? So the matchups, first bracket is Quistus Trepe versus Oron. Uh, Yuffie Kisaragi versus Orbe Young Fang. Uh, the next bracket is Tifa Lockhart versus Setzer Gabiani, and that's that is going to be difficult for me personally. Uh, Shiva FF10 versus Fran FF12. I can I can end that one right now for you. Uh, Zeldinch versus Cypher Almasi. I think this is a good matchup because I have an utter disdain for Zell. But he's love of hot dogs. He does love hot dogs, and God bless him for that. Uh, General Beatrix versus another general, Celeste from FF6. Uh, we've got Balthier taking on Adia Kramer. That's a tough one. And then Vincent Valentine versus Lulu. There's a couple of these I can feel like I can make my choice. I feel like we can knock some of them out right now. Yeah. Should we start at the top or do you want to you want to pick a couple where we don't think there, there's much of a choice? Um, I, let's start with the ones where we don't think that there's much of a choice. I would like to suggest Vincent versus Lulu. Yeah, Vincent's gone, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's not even a conversation. <laughs> Lulu, Lulu's a 10, if you'll pardon the pun with her Final Fantasy oh. game. Uh, Vincent is a 7. Oh, there's the good dad joke right there. Good Thank job, you. Ben. I'm going to keep a list here and then take him out of the bracket after we decide all of these. So okay. I'll put the losers here. Vincent has to go. Uh, I felt like there was one that felt easy for me, but you might feel differently, which is uh, Shiva versus Fran. Uh, there's no way Shiva stays over Fran. Oh, yes. Fran is 100% moving on to the next round. I'm sorry. Okay. I love that Shiva, but... Shiva, Shiva's great. Shiva is all-encompassing. There is almost not an iteration of Shiva that isn't, you know, a dime. Yeah. But with the exception of what the hell they did in FF13 with that weird motorcycle Shiva twins thing where snow villier like rides around on them i'm like get what could you be could you be somewhat subtle like what are you doing here no i mean fran just stomps her out she's fran's wonderful so next motorcycle shiva is enough to make shiva lose here (laughs) yeah uh is there anything else that i mentioned that you feel like is an easy easy win uh, no, I feel like the rest of them I need to hear a little bit more from you. All right, so let's start off at the top then. We have Quistus Trepe versus of FF8 versus Oren from FF10. Uh, I feel like this one might be a little easy. Quistus has a whip. She wears that pencil skirt. She is in charge. It is just everything I could like, and Oren does nothing for me. So this one, this is why we're in tough territory here. I'd have to hear something really good to make me to make me want to roll over on Quistus. Uh, she was the teacher hitting on one of her students. That's a little creepy. Okay, that's a very good point. I said, come at me, and you did. Uh, that is a abuse of power dynamic. Yep. Uh, she does leave the teacher job, doesn't she, at some point? And she's also, you know, in the same age group. You're right, it's super fucking it creepy. I'm sorry, Ben. You, you, you did it? No, you did it. Wow, that did become easy. Holy shit, Quistus, why? Yeah. Maybe you should be a little bit more uh, responsible with uh, your position and not try to abuse it to uh, hit on your students. I just feel like that alone, we can't let her move on for being such a creep. No, you're right. I didn't think you'd be able to KO it in one Boom. hit. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You're done. Um, Goodbye. All right, next bracket. Wow, we're moving through quicker than I would have imagined. That's okay. As we get into the lower brackets, it'll take longer. I'm There's sure. going to be some fights coming up here. We've still got like one, two, three more rounds of fighting before we have a winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, so next up is Yuffie from FF7 versus Fang from FF13. Ooh. Did you play FF13? I did, yes. 
I didn't much care for it, but I did play it. None of us did, did no. we? No. There was a lot that I liked about it, but it just didn't coalesce into a good game overall. Yeah, there was elements where I was like, oh, that was cool. And then that's about it. Um, I definitely liked her character and thought interesting a protector big sort of buff has a wicked ass mullet i do love that like eldebarge type haircut as a general rule i love that haircut especially on women or people that identify and present as women yes but i don't know yuffie is just she's from a cool little village she's a ninja she's kind of like a take no shit kind of character i found her to be a little bit more realistic with different levels than fang like fang was just kind of one note yeah and fang comes into the game pretty late as well my problem with yuffie is a i don't really find the character model all that doesn't do a whole lot for me and then her personality is a little much for me too i find it kind of hyperactive and that's that's I don't find that cute. I think that it's supposed to be cute as far as the game goes, but it just sort of is like, hey, yeah. there's some world-ending stuff going on here, and I think you need to take it a little bit more seriously. I think like 13 or 12-year-old me or however old I was when I started playing that game, saw her and was like, yeah, she's so edgy and cool. And so as a child... She's your Avril Lavigne of Final Fantasy. Yes, she was the Avril Lavigne of Final Fantasy, who at the time was quite cool. See, you're saying that as a good thing. I'm saying it as a very big negative. Hey, man, Avril Lavigne had her moment in the sun. Don't you take that from her. She's one of those skate. She's one of those girls that's only friends with the boys. It's like, okay. Yeah, but at the time, I think a lot of us were like that. To wear a tie and a uh, tank top. I'm not like other girls. And then you realize you're exactly like other girls. Well, I never really went through this myself, so it's hard for me to speak on. Was I like other girls? It was hard for me to say. I think it was just wanting to be edgy without having to actually be edgy. And Yuffie was able to do that in a safe way. But I could also Mm. concede she can be annoying as shit. Yeah. And just like nothing about Fang for me is anything except for responsible. Does it Mm. for me. Yeah. Strong, big shoulders. See, I just, uh, those, those, you know, shoulder presses. She didn't, she didn't skip that. Uh, You're kind of describing Kevin from the Backstreet Boys for me right now. He was the responsible one. He was the tall one in the back. See, you get the appeal. Fang is, is uh, FF13's Kevin for you. Oh, man, this one's tough. Okay, as soon as you say that, I'm like, let's do okay, conversation done. Fang is the Backstreet Boys. Kevin Richards, move on. Okay, goodbye, Yuffie. I'm sorry. <laughs> It was a valiant defense that uh, somehow got knocked down with uh, the Backstreet Boys defense. Kevin's the best one out of all. He was the responsible one. And if that is what Fang brings up for you, visions of Kevin, then I think yep. I think we, we've got what we want. we got a winner. Okay, next bracket. This one's tough for me, but I think I know which way it's going. Tifa Lockhart versus Setzer Gabbiani. Uh, Setzer might be one of my earliest video game crushes, I think. It's hard to tell. Did I want to be him? Did I want to be with him? Did it, She's just so cool. The dude flies around in an uh, airship, plays slots, wants to kidnap the singer at the opera. It's all uh, kidnapping. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I might have just sold me off Setzer. I'm just going to let you talk yourself out of some of these. <laughs> It's supposed to be romantic, Setzer. Why'd you ruin it for me? Uh, Tifa owns a bar and can do a sweet little kickflip on people, so... Uh, I mean, there's no way Tifa loses to anybody, really. It's it's going to be a final bracket before Tifa's gone for me. It it sucks, Setzer, because you are really one of my ride-or-die characters, but you fell up against somebody who is oh. punching a little bit above your weight. Ding, ding. There you go. Good one. You're, you're, you're gone, Setzer. I'm so sorry, buddy. No, I'm not. Tifa's awesome. Okay, moving on. It's Zell Dinched, the hot dog eating face tattoo guy, versus Cypher Almasi. Hey, but what do you say it like that? Of course it doesn't count <laughs> the face tattoo hot dog eater. He's got a Mike Tyson, a literal Mike Tyson face tattoo on his face. It's designed to look like Mike Tyson's face tattoo. With <laughs> with this haircut, what would you call that one? Like the unicorn? Oh, the swoop. It was called the Clooney in grade eight. You'd go to the magic cuts and your mom would say, okay, you can get 
You can get a haircut and you'd be like, I want the Clooney. Oh, I want the Clooney. <laughs> With your, your frosted tips. Yeah, frosted tips. They they cut all of it. Or the Caesar cut, I think, is what it's more appropriate. Uh, the Caesar cut. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, oh. Zell, Zell is so irritating. <laughs> Hyperactive. But hey, he's a, he's, a, he's a glass half full kind of guy. Yeah. He's always thinking he's going to get a hot dog and he never does. He never gets that hot dog. Never gets the hot dog. Uh, some entendre going on here. And there's like a weird kind of like sub storyline with him and like a random character in the background, like the girl in the library. Yeah. Yeah. I never really cared for that. I think you just didn't care for it because it had something to do with Zell. Okay. So make your case for yeah the, the class bully. Mr. Gaslight. Cypher is only the bully from the point of view of uh, Squall's story, at least at first. And then we find out how tragically he's been misled, how hard he's tried to do the right thing and take care of people and protect his friends and the school, and that he's just been misled and, and, and sort of sort of tread upon. And I can feel that as somebody who was raised to be a certain thing and then had to find out that all of that was bullshit it's tragic and that's sexy that tragic backstory it's hard to compete against that with but my guy likes hot dogs <laughs> but he doesn't get the hot dog <laughs> i just need you okay let's do a google of their faces here <laughs> <laughs> don't make me look at him their, their official character art <laughs> he's got a great smile oh my god I can't even. Do you hate him even more? Yes, I can't even look at him. What is he doing? What is that? He's smiling and he's going, and he's going like thumbs up. How did he get that tattoo? Oh, he looks like this this dude that grew up on my block. Okay, as if any of us, when we turned eighteen, go. I'm gonna make a great decision with my newfound authority. Sure, I bought a PlayStation and played, you know, FF10. On a credit card. He, what did he do? He got a face tattoo. Got a face tattoo. <laughs> he, what is that called? The job killer? Yeah. Uh, knuckles, neck, face. Those are all called job killers. Knuckles, I don't think that should be the case. Okay. Then we look at Cypher. I mean. He's objectively a <sighs> handsome man. Yeah, I guess. He's got that scar. He's got that well-kept hair. He's strong. There's like a cockatoo aspect to it too. Like there's just like one hair that's like slightly. Uh, that's getting astray. It's getting, okay. I will, I will concede this round to Cypher. It's very big of you. It's, <laughs> it's very kind of you. Bye, Zell. So long. I hope you get the hot dog next time, my friend. I'm going to send you pictures of Zell in the mail. Okay. What am I supposed to do with that? You're never going to know. You're just going to open a letter one day. And, ah. I mean, he's still an FF character. He's not like, you know, they didn't make him look like uh, an alien or something, but he's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's move on. We are at General Beatrix from FF9 versus Celeste Cher from FF6. This is a very tough one for me because I love the character of Celeste Cher. But Beatrix is also very cool. Um, I guess you would come down on the side of Beatrix since you're not super into Cher. Oh, 100%. She is amazing. She's everything. She is the leader of the guards. Like the, I feel like the guards are also all women and wearing bikinis. Not big on that. That part, not really big for me. Sure, but it's a, it's also a matriarchy. It's a queen yes. that has them dressed like that, not a king. So it's a little less like... It's still weird. I don't know. It's it's not uh, great from an actual armor standpoint. <laughs> but General Beatrix didn't make them wear that. No. I think one of the big points against her is she seems to have some sort of a thing going with uh, with Steiner at some point. And I'm like, really? I'm meh. You, you love who you love, Ben. But she also wields the Save the Queen sword, and that's probably one of the best swords. It is the best sword in the game. Like, I know it recurs in different games, but it's... Uh, yes. Yeah, Celeste is just such an interesting and tragic character for me, and I guess that's another theme again. Okay, make make the case for Celeste. Uh, I'm trying to, and I might not be able to make a really good one. Um, she's just uh, she's just got that great stuff. She tries to kill herself at one point when she realizes what the Empire is doing. She tries to turn against the Empire. She joins, you know, the Rebel group and makes this great sort of character arc. Um, participates 
in the opera scene, um, has that great scene in the world of Rune where uh, Sid is taking care of her on that small island and she's washed up on there. So she becomes a very important point of view character. Um, yeah. And she might've been one of my early game crutches. It was her crushes. Uh, it was her and sort of sets her in that same mm. game. Um, when people were supposed to be falling for Tara, Celeste was the one for me, much more interesting, much more agency as a character, a general in the empire's army who just does the right thing, makes a choice and does the right thing. It's kind of like Beatrix's story though. It's not completely dissimilar, which is what makes this so difficult. Yeah. And, you know, her character design is, is uh, you know... It, beautiful. Yoshitaka Amano, who is basically one of my, my biggest influences, you know, earliest influences. I don't know if biggest is my thing. Yeah, incredible. Like, that's unbelievable work. He's one of those things that when you're young, you're like, oh, I want to make art because this person makes such a beautiful art. Yeah, delicate but strong. And it's a, it's a very interesting combination. But again, it's tough. I just feel like Beatrix has that edge to her, like a little, I don't know, because like, like we said, it's a really similar storyline. She finds out that you know, she's dedicated her life to protecting her queen, her kingdom, queendom. Who's made some really shady choices and, and tried to do some bad stuff. But then and... makes the right call and joins, um, you know, I, I always love a person who looks at the facts in front of them and changes their mind. That's a good person. Agreed. And yeah. I feel like she really encapsulates that. They both do that. And the fact that she loves Steiner, who cares? I mean, she's willing to love a big doofus. <laughs> <laughs> who would love a big doofus, Fiona? <laughs> I always compared him to like Charles Emerson Winchester, like just out of place. Trying to do, trying to do the best that he can with what he's given. That's very literal. He had a really hard time coming around, but he did. And then she was there alongside him. I just feel like that's a good, that's a good character that we should enjoy. Plus, she's a baby. Does her sort of role as a real minor character in that game, though, like she is cool. She makes an impact when she arrives, but she is not a no. like a point of view character. You don't yeah. get her as a party member. She's. She's just sort of a background character. So do we let that influence our decision? That's a tough call, Ben. I don't know. It's, uh, boy, oh boy. When we make this decision, you all have to let us know if it was the right one or the wrong one. Yeah. I'm really struggling with this one because I kind of want to fight for her, but I don't really have a good argument other than what I've said. So mm -hmm. no, she's not, she's not a playable character. Would the storyline have changed without her? Not necessarily. She did throw down her life. Yeah. I mean, she, I don't think she actually died. I think she she just was willing to... They all try to do that. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to step back from this one because there's another one that I'm willing to like Die drive over? to your house and fight you about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, shit. You know where I live, too. Yeah, I do. I'll stand outside with a sign. Never do a podcast with somebody who knows where you live. <laughs> That's my advice. Uh, I think I'm going to give this to Cher if you're willing yeah. to. I love both of these characters so much. I obviously had Beatrix on my list as mm -hmm. well. I just think her minor role versus like Celeste's uh, major role in ending Kefka's, you know, um, world of yeah. ruin. I'm going to let her take the take the edge there. Yeah. Okay. I I will I will concede and agree to that for sure. Thank you for not screaming at me <laughs> sorry beatrix you will be missed all right we are moving right along that was probably the one we spent the most time on so far who would have guessed yeah. uh from ff9 is is still probably one of my favorite ffs though so i'm not surprised oh, and so ff6 great. as well i hope that gets a real good remake oh it'd be cool i uh, i guess i just want them to finish the ff7 remake that was really oh. fun and I doubt we'll, we'll ever get it. I, I was actually just looking about that today. Anyway, we digress. Go on. Balthier versus Adia Kramer. This seems like a tough one, but maybe I am wrong. I love a witch. I can't turn my back on my witchy girl. And, you know, I've been standing a lot for, you know, these tragic characters who are sort of misled and used. And she is a prime example of that. Balthier has a great voice, thinks he's the lead of the story, kind of gets the... It's He's he's great. He is so great. He's so wonderful. I just love his Charming kind of, as hell. Roguish. Yeah, like that Pharaoh-esque attitude towards life. 
Oh, see, now you say Jack Sparrow ask and it actually oh, wrecks sorry. me for me. But just that, like, la- okay, I'm, I'm not going to say the JS, but the laissez-faire kind of thing. Yeah. He he knows what he's doing. He's competent. He's confident. He's handsome. He's got Fran. He's got Fran. If you got Fran, you did something right, friend. Uh, but I I kind of like the idea of Adia going yeah, forward. I just love her so much because she is... Like everything about her is just so amazing. Being used by that evil stuff to like push their agenda and like sort of really tragic. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's make a quick call here. Hooray. Goodbye, Balthier. You were loved. Yeah. But you will always have friend. We can't take that away from you. I am going to remove some characters. Here's the people we have taken out. Um, if you'll read them for me, I will remove them from our brackets. All right. So we have lost, sadly, Vincent. Goodbye, Vince. Shiva. Shiva FF10. Quistis. Goodbye. You abused your power. Yuffie. Yuffie. Your childlike wonder. Childlike wonder. Yeah, I take that back. Jeff, please yeah. cut that out. <laughs> Don't cut it out. It's funny. Um, Setzer. Uh, Setzer, goodbye. Your gambling ways have not paid off. Uh, Zell, your most favorite. <laughs> See what hell, get the Get the hot dog next time, pal. Um, sadly, my girl Beatrix. This one hurts both of Goodbye. us. Yeah, I'm sad. And then um, Balthier. 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 Balthier, who should have been the main character, but has now been relegated yet again to the side. Sorry, bud. Woof. All right, we got a few more rounds. We got to keep moving. Yeah, we got to. All right, top of the order. Uh, it is Lulu versus Oren, and uh, Oren is nothing to me. Yeah, so I feel like that one's done. So Lulu moves on to the next one. Okay. Well, goodbye, Oren. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not really sorry. I love it. Fang versus Celeste. Uh, I feel like you don't have skin in this one. I don't really give a shit, if I'm honest. You pick. Uh, I think it's I, oof, that's tough for me no I think there's just more to Celeste so Celeste stays for me yeah I would be surprised had you picked Fang Fang is aesthetically and sort of tonally uh, my jam but uh, character wise not as developed we are doing Tifa Lockhart versus Adia Kramer how the hell are you supposed mm-hmm. to choose here I like Adia but it's hard to take Tifa out of this this early for me. I just can't. She's got the punches. She's got the shoulders. She's got the whole package. I I agree. I think there's too many levels to Tifa. And it's that main character. Adia's got a great art. But yeah, there's something iconic about her that Adia doesn't have that sort of yeah. elevates her. Yeah, I'd agree to that one. You've been remade. You're in a remade game that gives you something, an edge. Yeah. Are we wrong? Let us know. You know, fight us in the comments. It'll be fine. Yeah. Wow, we really moved to this bracket. The next ones are going to be tough. Uh, we have Cypher versus Fren, and that's a no-brainer. Cypher is no longer... Yeah, I mean... No longer here. God, I love Fran so much. Yeah, Fran is... She, she could take this whole thing. I'm hoping. Okay, so we said goodbye to Orin. Uh, you know, you get to dissolve into light bugs or whatever in the ocean. <laughs> is, that, what, is, that, is that what happened? No, he's a memory who was forgotten. Whatever. He's a memory, yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. Or is he? If you haven't played the game at this point. Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old game. Sorry, y'all. I can't even imagine you being interested in listening to this particular episode if you hadn't played that. If you haven't played it, when that bombshell dropped, I remember being like, I think I need glasses because I obviously didn't read. Something's wrong here. Didn't hear things properly. Didn't read. Like, what do you mean they're not real? How does that How does that work? Ugh. I don't understand. I'm playing a fantasy game and I'm still having trouble with my suspension of disbelief. Oh, that was such a good one. It was so sad. Oh, it was so good. It was tough. It was really tough. I did yeah. not play the two sequels, did you? I did. And do they get some sort of uh, some sort of 
No? Recovery? I mean, so Final Fantasy Ten Two with like this the seagull gals or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, the 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 pop star and you have your dress the, the dress spheres. I did play that game, I did not finish it. She rescues Titus, right? But then she dies. Um, I've played it through Is that what happens? Right. Spoilers again <laughs> for an eighteen year old game. I just felt like everything that I liked about um her in Final Fantasy X was just destroyed by Ted too. Because then she becomes this like vapid pop star traveling around the world, putting on sexy clothes. And I just felt that it was such um, a money grab for not great reasons. I don't know. I just, I, I did not care for it, but I did play it through like two or three times. And what about 10, three? I did not play 10, three. I did play that. One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apparently they get a happy ending there. I don't know. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm not even interested enough to read the Wikipedia about that. <laughs> my my story ended with Titus fading away. Yep, done. Story ends there. We're good. Mr. Stark, I feel weird. Spider-Man. No, that was an interesting accent you used there. Was that like I was a... trying to be, uh, I don't know, the Bronx, Brooklyn, where Spider-Man from? Yeah, I was going to say it's like an old-timey like newspaper. Nah, Mr. Stark, I feel, I feel weird. <laughs> but like a kid, because Peter Parker is supposed to be young. Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. There you go. That's better. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. It's a little more Mickey Mouse. Okay. We said goodbye to Cypher as well. Yeah. Your story fades away. Adia Kramer. Oh, we're out of FF8 now. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, kudos to FF8 for such a strong showing oh. overall. Uh, who would have guessed that they would have such a big representation here? And I know if, like, you know, Fiona was involved in this. We'd have uh, Irvine as well. Oh yeah, jumping in there and Cowboy. Lots of people like Cowboy. That game, uh, it might not have been the best, but it uh, it definitely had a lot of a lot of stuff that you know m- teenagers really enjoyed. Well, there was there was tropes, right? There was like the the cowboy guy. Yeah. There's the the brooding loner. The brooding loner. It just reminded me of Mean Girls, how they're talking about, like, that's where, like, the hot girls sit. That's where the losers sit. That It's the same thing. They were just looking at tropes, high school tropes. I think it's because I missed FF7 just with the shuffle from going from Super Nintendo to, like, Mm -hmm. and then it went to PlayStation, and I didn't have a PlayStation for a long time. And then when I did, FF8 was the game that was, like, du jour, and uh, I was the right age, like, I don't know, 15 or so for that, and it was just, like, 14 or 15 yeah and yeah everything about that really the i love the garden the idea of like these yes. floating colleges where you got trained to be a, a cool like super soldier mercenary yeah. agent and yeah uh that game will always hold a spot for me even if i think objectively it may not be like the most enticing or engaging it's playing it again as an adult i was like jesus this game is very slow but it drags oh, it yeah. super drags but i love the idea like i love their dorms i was like oh cool they've got like their own cool dorms and there's a yeah, yeah, yeah. library they got a they got a training room where you can go battle a t-rex don't battle the t-rex right away you're gonna <laughs> don't, die don't do that please don't do that uh we said goodbye to fang yeah see ya fang and we are down to our final four <gasps> Oh my gosh. All right, let's make a new losers. Now the final four are going to have to lip sync for their lives. Oh, Jesus. We're adding in some twists. The twist is your high school classmates are going to vote. I don't think my high school classmates would know who I was. They'd be like, I don't think we went to high school. No, me neither. (laughs) Hey, wasn't that that dumb guy that did some dumb stuff? I didn't do anything dumb. I did nothing of note. I was a shadow. Yeah. I liked it that way, to be honest. It made it a little bit easier. Yeah. Floating through school. Wow, let's not let's well, not get too yeah, down here. High school was sad, but it gets better. It was. Well, I mean, college. We went so to college. Good. College was great. College was great. Our college was our first year group was the best. It really was. We're still in contact with such a significant portion of it. Yep. Great people, all wonderful individuals, very talented. If you're listening to this and you don't like high school, it gets better. Just, just wait for college, where you can really decide who you're going to be, reinvent yourself, figure yourself out. It's great. Try new things. Meet good people. All of that stuff. Off the top, this actually, I think, might... Oh. Uh-oh. No, I think it's easy. I think it's going to be real easy, because really? I'm not the only one voting. We have Lulu versus Celeste. 
And uh, the second bracket is Tifa versus Fran. I am almost a little bit upset with how these brackets have shaken out. The idea of losing Tifa or Fran before the final battle is a little weird. Let's talk about Fran. What do you think? She's great. I mean, and it's a lot to do with uh, the design of Fran. It is explicitly meant to be sexy. Um, (laughs) All the Vieras in that game are, but specifically Fran. The voice actor for the North American version. Oh, good. uh, I'm the kind of person that I think can fall uh, into a very severe like for a voice. And Fran's voice actor is just like, sweet God. Yes. Hello. An amazing. I really feel like Fran's voice actor made Fran even hotter than she oh, already was. Way, way. Yeah. Oh, uh, undoubtedly, just like without without question, yes, yeah. and just elevates it. And then uh, you know, character wise, um, she has that whole interesting sort of relationship with her mm-hmm. group of people. She does do a bit of a Kamari thing where she does. She's yeah. a little bit of a back character until you hit a point where. Um, like she's always there. She's always prominent. She's always working with Balthier, but like we don't really learn a lot about her. We're not pursuing her goals or interests in a more explicit way until we run into that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I like about her. She's not high maintenance. It's not, you just kind of unpack all these really interesting things about her. And she just walks around kicking ass in those ridiculous ass with heels. Her beautiful little bunny ears. Oh, she's just so pretty. And her little, her little bunny tail. I just love her. I love her so much because she is. How can you not? Everything she's, they really did a good job of like, hmm, what's going to be sexy? I know, a rabbit woman wearing high heels. Yeah, and, and it appeals to, from what I've I've talked to friends and people that like that game, uh, people that love FF12, <laughs> love FF12. Yes. It was a bit undersung when it first came out, but it has definitely climbed up and become sort of like high tier Final Fantasy uh like Vane as a villain is just fantastic. I like the political intrigue of that one a little bit. Like it, it kind of builds and then it becomes like the past ones are a little more like Final Fantasy seven. It's okay. Final Fantasy eight and nine are a little like CW teeny. And then boom. Yeah. Nine is still one of my favorites for like the whole VV arc. Oh, and uh, that's that like that killed me. That scene with all of yeah. the. I mean, it should, or you don't oh have a heart. God. Like, if if that didn't reach into your soul and just, what is human? Oh, I finally become... Immortal. I know what I am now, and then, like, but I'm done. It's over. Mortal. That was such a great game. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is. It's a really great game. It's tight, too. The pacing, I think, is good. Like, it's an FF game, so if you're going to go out and, like, yeah, you know, um, grind forever, uh, you also get that weird-ass, like, ragtime mouse who does the quizzes. Oh, I love that thing. That Why wild. is it so weird? And you get, what is that town called? Trino, the like nighttime town with the piano music. The music in that game is so much. Uh, there's so many good little towns that you run through that are just, there's like that game is gorgeous. Airship design, the background design for all of the, all of the scenes that you're in. You start out playing Vivi in that like really atmospheric, like opening scene. Yeah. God, when uh, Alexandria gets destroyed. That was crazy atmos sucking stuff oh wow that game i need to replay it i'm gonna replay it too i think because it is just so beautiful again for like the ninth time and yeah it doesn't bring a whole lot to the sexy ff character game because they're all sort of chibi or whatever but you know yeah i mean like i kind of thought there's a couple characters on there that i was thinking about throwing in here but you just final fantasy 8 was too much of a powerhouse in terms of character design yeah, yeah, it really was, as far as for, you know, sex appeal, character design. I think the character designs in in uh, FF9 are fantastic yeah. and whimsical and great, but a little different. So what do we think about our little bracket here? So we've talked about Fran. Yeah, uh, we talked a lot about Tifa before. Yeah. Tifa, again, is iconic. They only made her better and more interesting in the remake and yes. sort of expanded on her character. She definitely got better, yeah. Yeah, she suffered a little bit from being like, oh, oh, Cloud in, you know, the original game and even like the Advent Children movie. Mm-hmm. And she definitely gets a lot more agency and, and more interest in, in the remake. Um, and she is just sort of everyone's sweetheart from an FF game, isn't she? She is. I feel like 
this is gonna pain me because I was willing to like throw down for Fran, but I feel like it's it's a hard mm-hmm. like Tifa's a juggernaut. It's really hard to go up against someone that has the history, the appeal, the legacy. And if you are willing to bring FF7 remake into it, she suddenly becomes much more interesting as well. But I don't know, Fran is Fran did that all in one game. She didn't need a remake to to get her there on like pure like if we're just looking at sex appeal on like a scale i think fran takes that yeah Yeah. i mean the skirt and the punching and the shoulders and the arms are tifa fantastic but like maybe she doesn't make it but the big question is are we willing to lose her here now and have fran go up against somebody that she could no way lose to and i think the truth is that we have just decided that the final battle is against Fran and Tifa and we're just letting Lulu and Celeste go. Oh yeah. I, I kind of forgot about, I mean, like I love Lulu so much when that game came out, I just drew Lulu over and over. Like I have sketchbooks upon sketchbooks. Just mm-hmm. built yeah. Drawings of Lulu. No, I did too. She was just gorgeous. She's just got the dripping attitude yes. too. That's so appealing. She just is a take no nonsense because she's, and it's not because she's being, you know, an, uh, like you know a rude no, person she's no. very focused on what her job is and wants to do a good job and take care of it and so she's responsible in that way that's also very sexy and let's talk about voice acting there too like another great also so yeah. good yeah celeste obviously isn't making it through this round uh there's only so far your pixels can take you i'm sorry og nintendo game but the question is does does zulu have enough here to uh to make her go on and face off against Tifa or Fran. And are we, are we willing to do that? Are we willing to do that? I'm actually kind of struggling with this. Me too. I love Lulu. Lulu is one of those characters that I feel like I have history with uh, just because, you know, when you sit and draw a character over and over and over for hours, you kind of start to feel like, you know, I think you've done it just now. I think if you talk about that history aspect the way that I played FF12, the way I experienced FF12, what it's had in my life, um, mm-hmm. a big portion of my relationship with my wife is is her coming over to my house and playing FF12 and me watching yeah. and just sort of hanging around while she did that. Like a very significant portion of our relationship and, and Fran's a part of that. Yeah. Uh, and Lulu was uh, an adolescent thing for me. I think uh, I'd either was getting ready to go to college or just started college and was playing FF10 and you know, there was Lulu and Tifa is great. Tifa has sex appeal, but Tifa may not hold that same, that same place in my mind as those other two characters. I'm willing to say goodbye to Tifa. I'm willing to say goodbye to Tifa as well. Whoa, shit. Oh, we're going to get hate mail. We're going to get so much hate mail. People are not going to be happy with that, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, and if you want to add a little bit more sex appeal to Tifa, you should see how uh, the artist Christopher Anka draws her and it'll just blow your mind. Maybe we need to link to that on the old social medias. Yeah, yeah, or throw it into the show notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should probably put character pictures into all the show notes as soon as I figure out how to do that properly. I'm old. Can't do the internet podcast. Help us. Cannot. Uh, Okay, we're doing this. We're saying goodbye to Tifa and obviously Celeste. Yeah, so now it's Fran versus Lulu. This is tough. I know which way my heart goes initially. Uh, I could be convinced, but I'm I'm willing to, knowing that this was going to happen, give it to Fran. Knowing that putting Lulu up against Fran was going to be tough, I think I'm willing to give it to Fran almost, almost right out off the off the off the draw the the character design the outfit is so well designed like it's not just scantily clad and and like skimpy and sexual but it's also really ornate and beautiful and well designed yes final fantasy 12's characters were designed by akihiko yoshida which is not one of the bigger names in final fantasy characters designs as far as i know but i might be showing my bias to very early character design Oh, and Lulu is a Tetsuya Nomura character design. So that is the person who did tactics, all the tactics character designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I we need a full hour to talk about Final Fantasy Tactics. 
I really love the design of Lulu. I think it's so intricate and beautiful, like the belts, um, the different stuffies that she had. Like the design of her is just so spot on. Yeah, she's got that great little bit of fringe going on with the jacket as well. Um, but there's something about Fran. It's hard to look at Fran and, and say that somebody else is in any way a better design. You know what, Ben? I'm calling it for Fran. Yeah, I think we have to. There's just so much going on for her. If we're talking about hot or not, Fran is hot. And there's just like, she's such an interesting character. It's hard to make a side character that is so intriguing that you don't really address her until halfway through the game. And you're just like, oh my God, I want to know more about her. Let's kind of do a little bit of a breakdown here. Okay, sexy character design. Who do we give the edge to? And I think it's Fran. Fran. Um, As much as Lulu is absolutely lovely. Um, And then we go like sexy voice acting. Oh God, that one's tough. They're both so good, but I think Fran. Fran. Yeah. Um, What do we got? Characterization, just sort of their personality and characterization in the game. They both take a similar sort of role in being that like plus one to one of the characters. I do think Lulu was more of like a voice of reason and like mentorship. Fran sort of lets Balthier do what he's going to do, but seems to have, in my opinion, maybe her own agency in the story itself in that she chooses to be there more than like is deigned by the gods to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, she just gets the edge overall, doesn't she? She kind of does. Well, congratulations, Fran. You won this game that we played dork matters odd or not yeah oh wait wait what was the official title uh final fantasy fight final fantasy fight number one probably because we're gonna get so much hate mail that we're gonna have to readdress this yeah you know what i completely understand this is very personal to people and like their favorite characters and aesthetics are gonna play here and you know what we want to hear who you you would have put at the top or you know go through our brackets and let us know what you would have done differently um, where where you might have made different decisions. I'm super curious to know who would have ended up at the end, given the given the characters that we brought to the table. I want to hear that. I want to hear you, who y'all would have picked. And there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. We I think we do need to have this conversation again with suggestions from listeners. Oh, that's a great idea. You heard it from Lexi, folks. You uh, all let us know which character we should have brought into this that we did not. And we're going to do another round here, uh, which is going to be the listener edition, where we take the characters you suggest and we put them into a new tournament. And we'll call it Final Fantasy Fight 2. Put up your dorks, (laughs) 2. Listener edition, 2. There's going to be lots of 2s in there. There's some 2s. I guess that's it. We did it. Hooray! Isn't she lovely? Look at her. I love Fran. I'm going to draw pictures of Fran. I just felt like she needed a victory song. She needs a lap. She needs a victory lap. Yeah. Uh, Take your lap, Fran. You are part of one of the best FF games ever and uh, one of the best looking and sounding and characterized folks out there. So congratulations to you. yeah, good on I you. I hope you're listening. If you are, drop us a line. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> can we get the voice actor on the show? Just so we can both be like, ah. Uh... We, sh- we should probably figure out who that is. I think it's like uh, Nicole Fantle. Um, yeah, if you're out there, friend, you hear this somehow, hit us up. We'll have you on the show and you can take credit for uh, friend's victory here. Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. I guess that's it for us for tonight. Thanks for listening. I hope uh, you were on the edge of your seat with our our battle here. Really uh, put your dorks up as well. Thanks for listening, uh, fellow dorks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. um, Do us a favor. If you are enjoying the show, give us uh, a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening because that shit helps us out a lot. It helps us get to other people who might enjoy the show as well or, you know, share us on your socials and uh drop us a comment say hey somewhere and uh we'll chat at you next time dork 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 dork. thanks for listening to dork matters if you like the podcast subscribe give a rating and tell a friend about us 
If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out our original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song Dance off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksiga, the Bigani, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Region 3. Dork Matters is a proud member of the Alberta Public Radio Podcast Network.